Heyo! Today we are talking about how to position yourself in a market, and this is by no means a masterclass. <laughs> I don't teach masterclasses, you know that. Um, but it it is discussing how important it is, and this is not something that you have to decide early on. I think it's something that you find. As you're finding yourself, as you find your brand and you experiment, this is why. Let's not go crazy. Let's not get a bazillion things. <laughs> it's You're going to do it anyways. If you're starting a business, you just are. It's just going to happen. I think it's a natural part of what happens. Um, because you can't really find yourself without going all in. And we did. Trust. And now, I think after a year or so doing this work, finally understanding where we need to be and why, most importantly, why we need to be there. And so we're breaking that all down today. But but philosophically, you know, this is no different than than you and and, and who you are and, and where you want to be in this life. But really, it's just a non-masterclass masterclass on how to choose it's not but maybe you know what maybe me i'm not out there and i i said this about my book i'm not trying to write the most well-researched classic like how to do your dreams manuscript like i'm just not and I'm not interested in doing that. And I'm not interested in teaching you masterclasses on how to competitively market, put yourself in a position to market your product. I'm just, I'm not going to teach you a masterclass on that. But what I am going to do is provide real life application. And I am going to write from a real life perspective. And I'm going to write stories that connect with you instead of well-researched analyzation about dreams and why people are or are not getting there. Like, I'm going to give it to you real. And when people tell me that they read my book in one sitting, that is the most wonderful thing that I could hear because I am trying to talk to people who don't read books often. This is the entry to reading more, to listening more, to trying to do your dreams. This is the entry product. This is not the end product that you like read when you're champion of of your race here this is the entry and so it's important that i write from that voice not from this well-educated stout voice and that's where we want to be in the market for self-discovery and that's exactly what we're talking about today. And I don't know, but that was good. That was good. That was great. Yeah. And see, this is just real. And maybe it's spinny sometimes, but it's real. And I'm learning all this in real time. And I'm bringing it here to all of you so that we can experience this life that is doing dreams together. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five vibe, and everything season five, as I'm forecasting what it will look like, is all about 
settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show, you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's It's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. That's all we do. That's what we do. We do those dreams. What are we doing? We're doing dreams. We're doing them together now. Doing them together now. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Welcome. Um, wow. I apologize because I am, I am sitting in my office and right now it looks like there are three American Girl dolls slumbering in here, and I am not doing anything to ensure that they stay asleep. I am just like, I'm going to wake them all up. Molly, Avery, Emily, it's time to wake up, girls. <laughs> you have, you have no, there's, you're not going to be able to stay asleep. That's all. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness because this is how we do it. This is how we begin to shift that mindset. We got to shift from, I don't believe in myself. I am the suckiest person on this planet. I am certain that I cannot do anything. I cannot do dreams. I cannot do this. The world is against me and we got to shift into the world is for me. The world is working. I deserve this beautiful life. And the best way to do that is as consistently as possible. We practice how we would talk to ourselves when we get to that place. 
And in order to get to that place, we have to be doing it enough that we know how to do it because it doesn't just happen, right? We have to kind of envision it and then we have to feel it and then we begin to experience it. And this is a great way to do that. So it's funny because the projection of the time that you do this for could be creating a reality that you're living in right now, right? Like... I did this solidly for like three years straight. Just woke up, wrote in my journal, dreamed, imagined myself living this life every day. Like just kept putting myself there, just kept writing how amazing I am, just kept like writing this existence that I was not living at the time at all, not even close. And I just kept coming back and kept writing it and kept, kept, kept imagining and kept going and still continuing to go. But to know that the reality I'm living in right now, I was writing about three years ago is bananas and pajamas. Bananas and pajamas, folks. Watch it. <laughs> Watch the show. Um, it just, it is. But that's what it's going to take. You have to mentally get there before you are physically there. Mentally, you have to imagine yourself being better. You have to talk to yourself in a better way. And that's sort of how we begin to grow and go towards what it is that we want. So, um... My great thing, dang it, I really, oh, yes, I had one, and I still have one. Ha, here we are. Uh, my great thing is we sort of finished our house project, probably about 25% away from being complete, and this was something that I told you. We are no longer like waiting to live our life. And one of the things is like the pride of where you exist. And we're proud of our school systems, of the facilities that those school systems have. Um, we're proud of that. We are proud of the businesses that we have in town, that we have so many. We are proud of the the friend group that we're kind of making in town, our little community of people that we're getting to know because they're just like good humans. And one of the things that we lacked some pride on was our old home. And it's old. Intentionally, I cannot tell you how much I love this house, how long we spent looking for a house that had what this house has. And when we moved here, it was very much a, this will be our house until we build our dream house. And so this is the house. And for a while, it's just like, okay, let's get to dream house. Let's get to dream house. Let's get to dream house. And now it's like, well, this is the dream. This is a part of the dream. 
and we have to live here too. We can't just keep trying to exist somewhere else and not be right here. And there were some things on the outside that were just like needed to be improved. And so we finally committed to some improvement projects. And the other day, the girls and I were walking to school and one of our neighbors was like, Hey, is that you're the, you're that house, right? Yep. Yep. That's us. That looks really great. Your, your house looks very sharp. That was a very great improvement. It looks very nice. And, you know, we didn't do it for our neighbors, but I think inevitably everything we're doing, like I said last week, is for our community, is for the people. And and that includes you, right? Like we need to have pride in the place that we're living. And it is an older home, but it is an old, beautiful home. It is. And it it's it's a great starter home for somebody. And it's it's beautiful. And it would be a great opportunity for anyone who gets to take on this beautiful little home on a block that's just it's wonderful. It's a great community. It's like it's magical. And we, I very specifically, love this house and we have loved the inside. And so it was time for the inside to to reflect the outside and, and to make some improvements. And so to know that, you know, when people have a chance to see a vision, they can rise to it or they can appreciate that and, and they can appreciate you caring too. And we cared. And we put time and and thought and effort into bringing this house to life, and it it is really beautiful. And so I'm excited for that project to almost be complete. We definitely have some things to do, um, but it's it's been a beautiful process. And I think the pride that you feel when you do feel excited about your home, right? When you do feel just like proud of the place that you live, like proud enough to invite people over, proud enough to think like I said, I think I said last, probably a couple weeks ago, I just like, I want to be able to be the hangout and I don't want to wait until we build. Like I want, I want our kids to feel like their friends could come hang out now. They don't have to be embarrassed. And the only reason they're embarrassed is because we're embarrassed and our home had been a little bit neglected. And so it was kind of embarrassing. And now it's like, no, this is cute this is intentional. And it was hard because I didn't have a clear vision for our house when we moved into it. I had a, what's everybody else doing? I want to match that. And it didn't match our house. And I think now that I'm on my own creative, this is my space and I'm creating it for us and who we are. Um, I think 
it feels spatially just a lot better. So, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting because we are getting somewhere with all of these projects, and it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Uh, so that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. So something happened this weekend and it's been an exciting development because, you know, trying to figure out where you stand in a market is a really important thing if you're developing a business and you can be, you can be the cheapest option. You can be the most convenient option. You can be the highest end option. You can be somewhere in the middle. You cannot take a stance at all. You can be all of these things. And I, I listened to a podcast the other day on pricing strategies and what, what, what do you want to be? What do you need to be in order to survive? And this is really important for someone who's building a business. And if you don't know, and you're new here and you're going, who is this crazy lady that sang to me at one point and then started saying something about bananas and pajamas? I'd never, um, my name is Hannah Nuss. I own local, which is a brick and mortar craft shop, kind of like a brick and mortar Etsy, um, (laughs) that helps expand Iowa brands and build main streets at the same time. So we are saving rural communities that are inexistent. That is, that is the point. There are so many businesses being built in basements and in garages that just don't have a great way to connect to a local audience. And that's exactly what we do with local. So I, um, and the result of that is this inspiration for other businesses to pull themselves out of their homes and, and remember the point of a business is to create a community, right? And we used to do that in our communities. And for whatever reason, and I think there are about a bazillion of them, we stopped doing that in small communities. We went away from it. And there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that are working against that. But bottom line, the first step is to engage the people who are already doing that work. Because the likelihood that the people already building businesses in their basements, the likelihood that they will come and try something else in entrepreneurship is extremely high. And even if they don't, the business that they're building in their basement may be capable of finding a storefront in your town. And you just don't know because you don't even know that they exist. Right? And so that really becomes the job of locals to pull them out and to engage them and to inspire that next movement. Because we know that it's happening. Businesses, there are more business filings in the state of Iowa than there ever have been in the history of the state. And yet the main streets in this state don't exist. Come on, come on, 
And how do we fix that? Well, I don't know, but standing around and, and teaching courses and, 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 and doing all the stuff that we've been doing is obviously not fixing it. So we got to engage ourselves, engross ourselves in the problem directly in it and learn with everybody doing that work. And that's exactly what local does. It just does. Because guess what? Instead of standing around and going, where are all the businesses? We should really engage them. Why aren't the home businesses engaging in X, Y, and Z? Why aren't, what are they doing? We're going, okay, let's, well, let's just start engaging them. Let's give them opportunities, right? To connect. That's a first step. And so when we started that, when I started that, we just started going arm in arm with people. All right, what are the problems in this specific community? Because it's so different everywhere. Some of them, there's a complete monopoly ownership of the downtown businesses and, and that person maybe has just been holding on to them. Or maybe in some communities, someone from Arizona owns every single property or they own three of them and those are the three ones that really need to be let go or, 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 or there's a million. There's a million instances, and that's why we can't just blanket this as a, here's the solution. We're going to come in and tell you what to do, and you're going to go to work. No, it did not work. That does not work. You got to be enriched. You got to be engaged. You got to be doing the work right along with the people, not standing there from the outside going, well, I think this, Clarence. No, it does not. That doesn't correlate something else. So, um, yeah, but part of that ownership, the ownership of local is still figuring out where we sit. And one of the things that I said early on was that we, it is a, I have a hard enough time convincing right people to charge what they are worth. It's hard. It is. And even as I'm selling my product and I have a like sale enthused mother, she loves sales, she will shop sales every day. And so she is razzing me about this a lot. Hannah, you got to mark stuff down. And I said, we do, we do our sellout two times a year and it is the best deal that you can get here. Because stuff is not marked down like, hey, it's 25% off today. It's like marked down, like get here, get what you want. Because if you happen to score your thing on sale, you're getting a bargain upon bargain trust. Right? And it's hard to not succumb to that because often that's what the norm is asking you to do, but I had listened to this podcast the other day and it was like, don't, don't find ways to make something cheaper, like make something better, make something better. And that is how the world works, right? Like we have probably three options by the time something becomes mainstream. You have the cheapest, lowest quality option. You have the middle, not the cheapest, but better than 
the lowest quality a little bit better. And then you have the best. The thing that is out in front of the trends, the thing that is 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 just it's just better. It's better than you can get at either of the places and usually it's trending. Or better, it's early on the trend. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I had been going back and forth in my head a little bit on this like are we ahead of the trend and and yes we are a creative shop which means our job is really to tell our community where we're going next and if we get behind the trends and our community understands that we are the trendsetters then right we're going to start to struggle so we need people who are pushing the bar who are looking at where we're headed next who are taking our community of people where they need to go. And so this weekend I was grabbing some, I don't remember, chips or something at our Dollar General in town, which is wonderful. So great to have, so great to have somewhere I can run to quickly. We try to balance when we're going to our grocery store because we are blessed enough in our rural community to still have a grocery store and so we balance and i would say we're probably about 50 50 on which one we go to we also utilize our drug our um <laughs> our hardware store that's in there as much as we can too right so we're working to create that balance because we know how important it is to have both of these things not one or the other, but both. So we push ourselves to patron both because we want both. And so we're walking through Dollar General, we're grabbing some chips, and I noticed that there are some Cyclones shirts, which is our community school here. And cyclone shirts have been a little bit of a of a hot topic because usually in schools there isn't much competition if there is no business existence. So usually those schools will have the ownership of that product, which is great. It is. But eventually right like the walmarts or the dollar generals which that one kind of threw me for a loop but when there is demand and you have producers who can fill that demand there will be competition and so it's really important for us as someone who is out here making product like that and we don't do like our school mascot or anything, but we do like town pride. That is our local love is what we call it. And it is specifically like tourist gear for the town. That's it. It's not school spirit where it's town wear. And so as I'm reflecting, like, where do we want to sit? What do we want to do? Where do we want to go with this? I'm deciding this. 
when I saw that Cyclones gear there, I was like, we are the third tier. We are the brand that is taking people where they need to go. We are the brand who will continue pushing and finding new styles, new trends, new things. We will not be the cheapest option. We will not be the lowest quality option. We will not be the mid option. Because we will have this like insane attention to the products that we are using, the quality, the feels, the touches, the finishes. That's us. You will not find this even on Etsy. These are one-of-a-kind designs made right here. And these are color palettes that are coordinated across our entire store. And they end. Right? You won't be able to pick this same shirt up in a year unless it's on our extreme discount garage sale, which we do twice a year, you will not be able to get this shirt again. It will not be redesigned. It is a one-of-a-kind design. And it will be done. And that will be it. Yeah. I know. Sort of cool, right? (laughs) And I don't know. I was kind of going back and forth, like, where do we end up sitting? And I know, first and foremost, we, local, the local brand. So we have other brands that are in our shop. And they can do what they want and price and be where they want. But when I am talking about local and where we will stand in every market that we're in. The goal will never be to work down the quality of the product and and figure out how to make it as cheap as possible. The goal will always be to find and design quality products, high quality products that are leading the edge on trends, right? We got to get out in front and go. We want to push. We want to take people along with us so that we are a cool community, right? Because this is what we figured out. When things are marketed well, including a town, it it sparks curiosity. And so if we're leading edge in products that promote our town, in that cu- tourist gear, if people have things that say, I'm, I'm proud to be here, and look, isn't this so different? Haven't you never seen anything like this? Yeah, we have this cool little shop in our town. Well, that 
continues a conversation. And that is what inspired the local love t-shirts to begin with. Well, here's one of the problems. These small towns aren't being marketed like these major tourist attractions. And what are those places doing? Well, guess what? If I just blinked twice in my town, I would see a tourist t-shirt from somewhere. From Walt Disney, from, I don't know, Wisconsin Dells, from fill in the blank, I would see a tourist t-shirt. And when we see those and they're cool, it sparks our interest. We ask questions. You have been there. What's going on there? I need to know. And local love t-shirts are the same thing. But for rural communities that don't get marketed like that. But we know that when we get out ahead, when we are doing things that spark interest, that look different, that are pushing the bar, we know that we start to spark those conversations. We know that we start to pique that curiosity. Well, what's going on in Denver? How do they have all this cool stuff? How is this happening there? I want that in my town. Denver must be so cool. Well, Denver is very cool. <laughs> it is. And people should know that. And they should be having that conversation. But they need a conversation piece. It is not just going to happen. And if you want to be a conversation piece, you can't be back in the cheap seats where you're just following the trends, where you're making mass-produce low quality items. You can't be in the middle seat because there's nothing interesting happening there. Right? Nothing fun. Everybody's doing that already. You got to be out ahead. You got to be making stuff that makes people wonder what is going on there. I want that. And then guess what we get to say? And I hate saying this. I really do. No, that is a Denver-only design. Oh, really? Well, you want one of these? Find someone to start one. You want a local? Let's start a local there. It's not that crazy. It's not that hard. We can do one. Because local markets your town and local love shirts allow and spark that conversation. And so we don't get to be back here at the cheapest. We don't get to be at the middle ground. We have to be out in front. We have to be creating pieces that create conversations. And that does cost a little more. It does. Because I can't just be sitting here going, oh, I wonder what everyone else is. I'll design that. Yeah, no. I'm like out there searching, watching Pantones that are out a year from us, watching where things are going. And I'm pulling things from everywhere, whether that's like house design or that's fashion design or that's just a, a texture that I like. I'm constantly looking and 
and analyzing and deciding because I can't sit back here and wait for you to tell me where local love shirts are going to go next. I have to be out in front taking us where they need to go so that our town looks like a place worth asking questions about. And that's how we're going to change the landscape of rural communities. And it seems silly. It's just a shirt, right? But it's not. Shirts are a standing billboard and they create more conversations than you could ever imagine. And if we have those shirts going out, like tourist communities do, imagine what would happen. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world.